Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to the Adventure is Out There podcast. What is up, all? It's Andy Neal here, and you're listening to the podcast that asks people of every walk of life, what do you do to live a life of adventure, whether they're outdoorsy, they're content creators, they're filmmakers, they're influencers, maybe people in the business world, the fashion world. We do talk to a lot of outdoorsy people because this used to be the Hiker Podcast. It absolutely used to be the Hiker Podcast. Uh, But now we have rebranded, and this is the Adventure is Out There podcast. Um... Many of you have been asking me, Andy, why did you do that? Why did you change the name of the podcast? I like the Hiker Podcast. There will be still plenty of outdoorsy people on here, don't get me wrong. And a lot of you have been asking, Andy, where the heck have you been? You did that one episode, and then, um, yeah, you just kind of stopped. Well, life has been crazy for me. I've been taking a hiatus. Um, But, yeah, we are back. Don't worry. This won't be a one-time thing. I have three more episodes in the can. I first of all want to thank my sponsor, Gregory Pax, makers of the first and best plus-size hiking pack. So many different varieties for backpacking, hiking, day trips. Amazing. Not only do they make great packs, not only do they make packs for the plus-size community so everybody can be outdoors, but also they do suitcases, they do duffels, all your travel and adventure needs... Gregory's got your back. Uh, go to GregoryPacks.com. Use promo code Andy15 to get 15% off your purchase, and it helps me out. So hook it up. Okay, so now that we're back, uh, I don't have an outdoorsy person on the show this week. Um, necessarily, like, stereotypical, like, I hiked the Continental Divide Trail. I am bringing to you a friend of mine. Sydney Raz. Many of you may know him from TikTok and Instagram fame. Many of you know him from things I wish I would have known before I was 30 videos. Um, we met at VidCon this year, had a great time, great conversations. Um, he has been such a help to me. And I just wanted to talk to him because he has a really great story of how he came to Los Angeles and decided he was going to be a content creator and pursued it and lived this life of adventure and i just asked him was the adventure worth it and uh, we had a great conversation so without any further ado my conversation with content creator influencer educational content things i wish i knew before i was 30 guy 
Sydney Raz. Got it. So, so I know many of you are used to this being the hiker podcast, the outdoorsy podcast, and you're still kind of wondering why is this called the Adventure Is Out There podcast? Because adventure can be found in other places besides the outdoors, and um, many of you know our next guests. If you're you know, unless you've been hiding under a rock on TikTok and Instagram. Um, he has taught you things that you wish you knew before you were 30. Uh, I had the chance to to meet our next guest at VidCon this year and was totally inspired by him and his talks and, and what he does. And he's been a friend to me. He's helped me out in my journey as a, as a content creator and influencer. So I'm so excited to have content creator, influencer, and all-around awesome guy, Sydney Raz, on the show. How are you doing today, Sydney? Woo! Thanks, Andy. That was really nice of you. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. <laughs> awesome. I mean it because I I remember when you, I, I was following, I had seen your content all over, and I finally decided to follow you, and then I saw Same. you followed me back, and I'm like, wait, well, what? And <laughs> you were like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for following me, and I'm like, thank you so much for following me. Like you're 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 the thirty guy. You're the like this is awesome. And um, nah, man. You, Go, I remember because I remember when you followed me, I was like, oh, the hiking guy followed me. That's awesome. <laughs> And then at VidCon, you like you went out of your way. You saw me, and you went out of your way, like hey, Andy, and which was really cool. And I, you know, really appreciated that. And so, absolutely, thank, I thank, thank you for coming on. I, for sure, I'm happy to be a guest here. I am just like excited that you're doing this again. Yeah, and like I'm sure so many people are excited about your podcast coming back. But uh, but yeah, I'm just happy to be here, and I appreciate you saying that about me. Um, I think that one of the things that I've learned before my thirties was that like any help is amazing. And yeah. I don't think, uh, especially in this business and industry, it's just sort of like, no, like you can ask four or 500 different people, Hey, what are your rates? And none of them will tell you. So mm -hmm. I think for me, um, for me to be able to do that now and just like, you know, reach out to you or reach out to anyone that asks and like, Hey, like, how do you find a manager or, um, what's your I, I don't know like all, all kinds of like weird inside baseball inside industry things um i'm always like very willing to just like tell people the truth and tell people how i didn't connect any people any any way i can because that was one of my biggest hurdles in life is just like asking someone for a direct thing and no one ever giving it to me so yeah i i discovered that as well getting into <laughs> the industry like i was i started doing little things here and there as i started getting you know um, a following and then when yeah. i went viral i went from five thousand to fifty five thousand like overnight yeah and all these companies start calling and like send us your rate sheet send us your rate sheet and i'm like what the what is that uh, like <laughs> you know and my my my, my initial reaction is like oh just send me some product which no 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 yeah, yeah. pay you uh yeah i need to get paid and then immediately i was able to go full-time but yeah you're right so many people are, are keep that you know keep that you know close to their chest or how how they negotiate and i remember even at vidcon you were very open about sharing you know yeah you were, you, you were doing a creator to creator with adam and yep yep and uh you're very open about how you deal with companies and how you deal with you know making money and i was just like mm -hmm. wow and you were like you know don't you know, things things i hadn't even thought of like you know what you'd said something that stuck with me it was you are worth more to these companies organizations than they are to you yeah, no absolutely. Matter. I was like, 100%. Oh, wow. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's because what they want is the attention that you uh, get from your audience, right? Like, and you have built the power 
they already have a brand they already and now they need the product sold so it's like it's just it's just sort of thinking about it that way where um it's just like any sort of other job where you need to know that you are worth more and worth what you want and mm-hmm. um i think it's just super so important when you see a big name brand like t- today um you know i worked with a brand or or so many other brands and it can be very intimidating to work with these like big name brands yeah but if you come up come in with it with the with the idea of sort of like no 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 like i'm I, you reach you reach out to me or we're working together this is a partnership this is not a dictatorship like we need to like communicate this and sort of like be a professional about it um it, it really does help you not be as intimidated or oh. nervous um and I, I think that was for me um kind of a hard lesson to learn that I was lucky enough to go into my current career with because I had been in uh, digital for so long and sort of like seen other things and like seen mega stars brand deals flop and then they still get brand deals. So it's sort sort of like that mentality of like, well, there there's always another one or mm-hmm. they're they will reach out again or they know that your content's going to be de-emphasized and kind of like shadow banned because it's a branded post and the yep. you know the the platform wants you to pay for that post to go live and and pay more money for that kind of thing so um it's just it's just sort of that realization and um and like those little things that sort of help the uh the fear and the fomo or not the fomo but the fear and the uh imposter syndrome to like Mm -hmm. make it easier for you you know so starting out how did you you know you where'd you grow up you know your your background where'd you grow where, where you come from um and what made you want to be an influencer, a cringy influencer? I'm often told yeah. that in my DMs. I go to my hidden yeah. quest, like, Andrew, you sold out. You're just a cringy influencer now. You know? <laughs> yeah. I keep seeing that video of um from the Truman show where uh <laughs> Jim Carrey is talking to his wife and you know, she's like, and look at this. Maybe you need some Gatorade. It's <laughs> electrolyte heavy and has all the things you need to get through your day as a active man. And then Truman's just like, Who the hell are you talking to? What do you mean? <laughs> I've seen you that. Know, I've I had just, people send that to me. I've so many people have said that to me. And I'm like, listen, if anyone knows what we're doing, it's us. Okay. Yes. We know we look like this. <laughs> and try hard not to sometimes, but sometimes when a, a company organization gives you a script and you have to oh read the gosh, script, you're dude, like, you have oh, well, to. I know. I'll try, try um, to do it naturally. I know. I, I think that I, so it, it all started back in aught six, aught seven when YouTube was first around and uh i don't know i just sort of saw the possibility of not working a desk job my mom worked in government her entire life um my dad was a bartender my stepdad was in government his entire life and it was just sort of that nine to five lifestyle that i like really hated and i didn't do well in school i didn't um graduate top of my class middle of my class or even really even like middle bottom of my class but I did graduate and um I didn't know what I wanted to do in life but I saw YouTube and I was like wait a second like people are just making videos and posting these and I think they're getting paid for some of this stuff and they're just like having a good time and uh AdSense came around and uh 
so I just sort of felt that that was a calling and I just really wanted to always be on the internet as a personality in front of a, mm-hmm. just, just talking on the internet about whatever. So I kind of got into the world of YouTube back in the day and, uh, it all just sort of snowballed from there. I was making content and then I was making videos and posting them on my channel and, um, you know, met people at YouTube gatherings in New York. And that's where I got Sydney Raz. And then from there, I pranked Times Square into thinking I was Andy Samberg one time uh, at that YouTube <laughs> gathering and made friends there with, you know, the the icons of the time, just trying to like be a famous YouTuber, but mm-hmm. um, never really putting in as much work as I think they did. And it was just like an insane amount of work. I never had any money to do it. I never really like, invested in a camera or invested in a microphone or invested in editing software or anything like that. But it was just like, I couldn't stop. I could not stop posting on the internet and knowing that this is what I wanted to do um, as a career. And uh, that was 14, 15 years ago. And then in 2021, after Vine, after Instagram, after uh, YouTube, fail, 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 still failing at YouTube, still trying to get that off the ground. But like, But like TikTok came around in 2019 is when I started. And I was like, I know what this is. I know that if I post every day on this platform, it doesn't matter what happens. I will post every single day and something will pop off. And uh, I sort of had a lot more experience in digital space, like after living in Los Angeles for almost 10 years at this time and working in digital, I was like, all right, like people like information, people. So I had like a lot more sort of like, industry knowledge and i think that helped me a lot sort of like understand um what i wanted to do so i started posting these sort of like ideas of people come to the internet for blank and tiktok for blank um and i don't know it just sort of worked out and uh, it's very intentional this is very on purpose i worked a lot to get here but um but it's so yeah, I think I think really what it was was just growing up outside of DC, not wanting to work in government mm-hmm. my entire life, and um, knowing that like it's I, I I saw the writing on the wall like it's possible to make a career out of this, so I just kept doing it, and no matter what it was in the back of my head, I was like always sort of that thing, and um, it never went away, and here we are. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So talk about you, you, you're, you know, from the East coast and you're outside of DC mm-hmm. and you make that move to mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. What, man, what prompt crazy. is that? I mean, it, it, it sounds like the stereotypical, I'm going to, I'm going to move to California. I'm going to be a star. Exactly. Um, it's, it's not that yeah. easy. 
It isn't. Uh, so what, what, the funny what, thing, what brought that about? Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing about moving to Los Angeles specifically, especially for anyone from the East Coast, I think anyone, I mean, there's really like, if you really want to be truthful about it, which sorry, everybody, but this is the truth, in my opinion, is that you have two choices. You have you move to New York or you move to Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. And if you move to New York, you're seeking sort of like a very um, art heavy, uh, intense experience that like only New York can give you. It is truly like only New York. Right. But if you move to Los Angeles, you're sort of like seeking that commercial art sort of in the limelight like this is what i think la is it's cameras everywhere it's all that stuff right but the real the real crux of it was that like everyone i knew was moving to new york from richmond mm -hmm. and i thought to myself okay everyone i know is moving to richmond or everyone i know is moving to new york but all of the youtubers i know are moving to los angeles so i need to move to los angeles because that's where all the youtubers are so i guess that's where the money is that's where the work is that's where all of this stuff is and that's where all of the studios were here at the time so like anything all of the big youtube channels were here and still are here in a lot of ways um so i thought to myself all right like if if i'm not doing well in college i've been failed i've been kicked out twice um for my grades and i'm a bartender here in richmond i'm working just to make ends meet and my brother is moving out here for work with his new family. So I'm just going to piggyback off of that. And I did. And it was just sort of one of those things where um, I needed to out of my like dream to be a content creator and a YouTuber. And uh, the industry has changed a lot over the past 10 years. But yeah. I think that I, I don't think I would have. I probably would have. I mean, I probably would have found somewhere to work. But I think it was pretty valuable to move here and um, find that industry job that I was looking for and just get that internship and sort of make ends meet as long as I was still working in the industry and posting on YouTube. And um, it was a big leap, man. It was scary. My mom was sick at the time. You know, she had cancer and it was like a very big choice to move here during all of that. And uh, yeah, I've, I've lived here ever since. So it's been crazy. Talk a little bit about the, the, the culture shock. I mean, I, even from Oregon to LA, I know a lot yeah. of people, it's a huge culture shock. What was that like going from East Coast? You know, Richmond's still a pretty decent-sized town. Um, yeah. But LA is just a different animal. No. What was that like? West Coast versus East Coast cities in general are just completely different. And moving from a place like the East coast that has state after state, after state, after state, after state, all next to each other. And then moving to California, which the West coast only has three States on this entire coast, which is crazy. And I think that if you were to drive around Richmond and ask someone for directions, maybe they would know where to go. Right. Mm -hmm. But in Los Angeles, everyone is from everywhere. <laughs> and they don't know what part of town they're in half the time so if you ask someone for directions they're not going to know and like that was a big culture shock or um i was used to the orange line being a train line in dc 
But when I got here, the orange line was a bus line because there wasn't a train system that traveled the entire valley, right? So there's that. There's um, just generally being like driving from place to place was so weird to me. Like I was living in a place called Simi Valley and my my friend was in the valley, which is like over the hill and all this stuff. Yeah. And I looked at it and I was like, 30 minute, 40 minute drive. Are you kidding me? That's insane. But now thinking about it, I'm like, oh, like, all right. Like I'll, I'll like hop in a car and come see my friend if it's like just over the hill or whatever. Um, and I think that there was just a lot of sort of, there, there's also like just generally different weather patterns here, which is crazy. Like if you tell me that it's 60 degrees during the day, it's probably going to be about 60 degrees at night Yeah. here. If it's, I mean, even last week, 90 degrees in the day, it's 60 degrees at night, which is insane. Right. So that sort of thing. I mean, there's so many things about Los Angeles that are different than the East coast, but I think that um, also like just generally, I think that, Virginia and Richmond are just, just the polar opposite of Los Angeles. I mean, it it couldn't be more different. So coming to here and like, you know, there's this thing that Angelinos do where it's like, oh, dude, that's so East Coast. Like, you're so East Coast. It's like, what does that even mean? What they think is like East Coast is sort of like this sailing, sperry wearing, like yep. buttoned up weird thing, which like I didn't know about. <laughs> I was like, I'm from Virginia. I don't know. It's like, you don't have an accent. It's like, what? I don't. Am I supposed to? Like, I say y'all every once in a while. Like, is that a thing? Um, but no, I mean, it was really hard. And I was depressed for a while. And I mean, it was it was a big, big culture shock because I didn't have anyone out here. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have anything. And uh, and also, it was just like when you move to Los Angeles, you again, like I was saying, you kind of think that it's going to be dress up party time. But I was fortunate enough to only meet locals when I moved here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I would have that any other way because me- meeting locals and knowing locals and falling in love with my wife, who is from here and her family's here, just sort of like proves that a lot of the things that people say about Los Angeles, which is like, oh, I would never want to raise a family here. I would never <laughs> like all these yeah. like weird things about LA. You're like, no, no, no. Like people exist here that mm-hmm. have nothing to do with the LA that you think about. <laughs> and uh, that was really cool. But for a while, for the first like year, I was really, really sad and just, uh, yeah, not in a good place, but again, still posting videos <laughs> and trying to make it, <laughs> but yeah, it really was. It was, it was an, it was a need to be out here because I wanted to be famous. But um, on the other side of that, it was also because I knew that the industry was out here and, uh, and I, th- I just think it was generally just going that way. I know that if I had moved to New York, it would have maybe been the same, but Los Angeles was the was the key. It's so funny. Actually, I, I grew up in Ventura, not far from Simi Valley. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, And sure. then uh, moved to Vegas in my teen years. And it's a weird, for me, on the other side, you know, I was, I grew up, you know, Ventura, which is outside of LA, but, you know, so yeah. we go to LA for a lot of stuff. I had people in my class who were like, well-known child stars like yeah the kid on seventh heaven who played the one of the girl's boyfriends was in yeah. my class is in my yeah. fourth and fifth grade class yeah uh, sixth and seventh actually um and just and then you have other people who are just you know normal everyday people oh, this guy oh matt's not in class today he had he had to shoot you know with, yeah with seventh exactly. Heaven. exactly weird and then you know being in vegas everything's open 24 hours and then coming to small town oregon it's like 
it's it's seven thirty. What do you mean you're closed? Like, yeah, what, what is exactly. what is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 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 so weird, and I, I don't realize how much I've I've adjusted to this smaller town life till I go back. I get to LAX. I run a car. I get on the four or five. I'm like, this sucks. I'm yeah, it does. It does. And also, you have to like. I mean, culturally, it's just like you have to learn traffic patterns, mm-hmm. right? Like, like if I take the same freeways all the time, I'll generally learn which moment to exit off of that freeway, <laughs> or like I'll know to make, yep. like I'll get in the left lane for longer because all of that traffic is actually way before my exit and it's like that kind of shit where you're just like why do i know this like this is not normal to (laughs) know um or you know like and it's not it's not as it's not as simple as like oh i know where the best taco spots are in los angeles like no 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 like i had never had horchata before i got here oh wow and i had it changed my life oh my god changed my life and like i thought a taco was the crunchy kind of taco no that's not true right or like I, I don't know. It's just like the general demeanor of Los Angeles is so much different and you interact with the people you interact with. But then I don't know. I sort of like uh, assimilated and now I have like the long hair and people just see me and they're like, oh yeah, Los Angeles, like for sure. <laughs> LA, <laughs> like, LA changed you. Yeah. LA some changed that, me, bro. Some of that stuff just it stays with you. Like I, I live right off the five here in Oregon, like right off the five. Wow. Yeah. Everyone out here calls it either interstate five or the interstate and i say the five and like wait you can't stop oh, are, you, are you from california i'm like yes <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> it's the yeah five. when i go back when i go back everyone just calls all the uh state routes and the freeways the numbers and you just go you just go uh oh right yeah yeah you don't you don't have the preposition in front of it okay cool yeah cool, cool. <laughs> um but no i mean it, it's it's been a lot it's 11 years now 11 years and change now and uh this is my home now it's uh it's it's i know it well and um i love it yeah so talk a little bit about the the struggle you you get to la you get an internship and you're just trying Mm -hmm. to make it was there what was that process like and was there ever a point you're like screw it i'm going back to virginia (laughs) yeah i mean within the first six months i wanted to go back to virginia and then my buddy was like nah dude you haven't even spent a year there yet like you have to stay i was like all right and um you well i mean yeah i mean i i never really had a choice because i never really had the money so like my only choice of moving back was moving back in with my mom and my stepdad um or and and i just didn't want this is kind of spiteful but i didn't want los angeles to like win so i kind of stayed here out of spite (laughs) like i didn't want to move to la and then be like I couldn't hack it because it's just like, not for me. Like, I don't want to be in LA. So for me, it was always, it was always, I don't have a choice of going back until I, I succeed because um, that just makes me another one of the like statistical figures, five to five to 10 or whatever. And I wasn't even at five to 10. So I got here and I did that and I was really depressed and I wanted to move back. My buddy said, don't. So I didn't. And um, then at like month eight, I got a job at Google for uh, shilling their like Google Glass products, which mm-hmm. was like the thing. And um, I did that and it was pretty good money. And um, after that, it was just sort of like odd job, odd job and internship. Yeah, internship was right when I first moved here. So 
Then when I started looking for a job inside YouTube again, inside the ecosystem again, the company was still around. So I reached out and I was like, hey, I used to work here. I hope you guys remember me. And they're like, oh, yeah, Sid, what's up? And it wasn't like a paid internship or it wasn't like a college credit internship. It was just like a we need free labor internship. And um, so I did. Yeah. So I sort of had that connection. And I think that sort of like got me through that was like year three, maybe. I'm not sure exactly. I think it was like year three when I got that real job. And, um, and yeah, so I got that real job. And then that sort of like kept me going in terms of I'm next to YouTube, I'm here, I'm I'm learning, I'm right here. And um, I just couldn't go back, man, because also then my mom passed away. Uh, and then my stepdad passed away. And it was just sort of like the it, it kept on mm-hmm. sort of proving that there was no real reason to go back. Like, I can fly to see my sister, or you know, I can, my, my brother's still out here so I can drive down to San Diego and then he moved back. But, but it was always just sort of that thing of like, I need to succeed because I, I have done so much to, to prove that this is what I want to do, which is move across the country, have all these jobs, like just cause I, cause I don't really have anything else back in Richmond. Like it was just like, um, if I go back to Richmond, I'm, uh, gonna, bartend and and do my thing and until I'm that and I I don't think that I I wanted to and I um I think that now it's a little bit easier to like make it as a career anywhere in the world like you are a perfect example of this like you don't have to move to Los Angeles you don't have to move to New York right but um, no I've been told so many times by so many people I need to no you don't have to and that that's actually one of my biggest pieces of advice is like you don't have to move to the big place um because the internet is everywhere. So if you are an internet creator, then that means you can be anywhere. And that's the power of real, a real power of this industry is like Hank Green doesn't live in Los Angeles. He lives in Missoula. Like freaking right? Montana. Yeah. Right. Like, like it's not, it's not, you know, some, some of the biggest creators in the world don't live in Los Angeles. They, I mean, Mr. Beast for God's sakes, Jimmy Donaldson lives in New York or in, in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And like, because that's a proof of concept. Like you can just live anywhere anyway. So, so yeah, so I, I don't know what my point was, but I really just didn't want to leave because I, I kept on being proven that like, there's no real reason to go back um, besides sort of like a comfort of what I had growing up. And, uh, and I don't know, I kind of live in discomfort. So I think maybe that's sort of like a mental thing of like me slightly uncomfortable all the time. And like, wanting to be um wanting to be somewhere that I'm unsure about but after 11 years I kind of know Los Angeles now so so maybe that's not the case anymore was there ever a point where so you're you're in LA you're like I'm staying here I'm not going back east I can't but was there ever a point where you're like you know what I could just get a job at Google or you know <laughs> a job at Paramount just you know being a production assistant or whatever yeah. and just you know have a nice 401k Join I join IATSE, join a union, and just you know, just do a nine to five, and not do this content career thing because it's too hard. Was there ever a point where you were just like, maybe I just do that, just do the nine to five, stay in no. LA, I like it here. It was it was never a choice. It was always like, it 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 has been and always will be. If I'm doing that job, it is to do what I do now. Like, 
it was always the only reason I worked that nine to five for so long. It was like five years was because I was working at a YouTube company, right? Like oh. I hated it. I hated meetings. No one likes meetings, but I, I just like could not stand it. I wasn't really even that good at my job, but I did it. And it was just sort of like the only reason I was there was to watch a YouTube be made. Like, that's it. Like, that's just watch, watch the industry from this side of things. And I think it really gave me a lot of like perspective and like uh, gratitude for people that do send out those emails and are doing those things, right? Like anytime I work with brands now, the first thing I say is like, I'm not angry at you. I'm angry at this process. And also if something bad happens on Facebook, I'm not angry at you. I'm angry at Facebook, right? Like that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I think that that's very helpful to me. Um, but also like, I wasn't really ever interested in the filmmaking world or finding a job at an advertising firm out here. It was, I, I probably could go back to like nine to five world for another big YouTube channel. But then there was always sort of this why not me feeling, which yeah. I, you know, I talked about in that creator to creator meeting, which was just sort of like, like every time I would be at VidCon, every time I would like see an influencer walk in or a content creator or YouTube or whatever you want to call them, walk into the studio, I would just look at them and be like, God, like, I know I'm not different than that. Like I, I'm, yeah. you're just, you're just walking around. Like who are, like, I know I can do that. And I think that no matter what, it was always, I want to be that I want to do that because I know that I can. And um, because I, I had spent so much time just like watching these people that were just like friends become yep. influencers, right? Mm -hmm. And and stars. And then all of a sudden, it's like, what what do you do? Like, why? Um, and I, I just, I just never, I, I never felt as satisfied as I do now. Um in in the nine to five life and it's just sort of like if i have to have a meeting that's fine but oh. god nine to five is just yeah the worst i hate it so much. i just i maybe it's just like a, a certain some sort of neurodivergent thing but like it is awful i do not oh. succeed <laughs> like, I, I really relate with that thing you said about um you know having your other youtuber friends who are big and you're like i can do that i remember the first time with the vidcon 2017 yeah. i was working for a small production company in oregon they, they sent me down there and uh, a friend of mine is brian hall who he does like the disney voices oh sure has, like had, like a hundred yeah a ton of you know youtube followers and whatever and he now works for like dreamworks doing the hotel transylvania stuff but cool. we were hanging out we went to disneyland together and you know i, I made friends with all and all you know Disney adult YouTube world because I thought yeah. I was gonna be a Disney adult YouTuber yeah sure. and you know I, I'm, I'm hanging out with him hanging out with Brian especially and you know we're walking the floor of VidCon he's being stopped every two seconds <laughs> yeah. oh you're so great and I'm like and I'm just like standing there awkwardly like, Doo -doo -doo. like <laughs> yeah I have 100 follow I have 100 subscribers on my YouTube channel you know and, <laughs> but I remember thinking the same thing I can do that like I'm like I I like that's his thing voices are his thing yeah I have a thing what's my thing and I you know trying everything and it was just, it was just so like I was seeing other friends of mine who you know I was hanging out with like I can do that why yeah. but why 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 not me yeah um, it's just that that FOMO feeling but I just wanted it so badly so I I totally relate that you said that I'm like I remember that experience in 2017 like when's it my turn what do I need to do why why can't I have that yeah exactly and that that's exactly what it was I mean it's like 
it and and again that sort of goes back to like why i didn't leave los angeles because i knew that i had moved here for a very specific reason and it was to do this thing and like now when i do get stopped on the street or whatever it's like oh hey like i did it like awesome you know or walking on vidcon like being asked to be a featured creator it actually worked and it's so gratifying um and uh, yeah so i think that and i think that also obviously there's a lot of like business things that go into that like staying current with changing Mm -hmm. platforms and stuff but but yeah it is it is sort of it just always was the thing that i wanted to do it was always like charlie is so cool like just posted a video on youtube in 2007 and he was or she was really funny and um it changed things and uh youtube was just a different beast at the time and every time i would see this video i'm like how are they doing this how are they doing this how are they doing this and uh and i finally got to do it with tiktok and it was just sort of um it was like it, it was like a very uh important thing to do it was and it did I knew that it didn't take over my life. That was a big part of it too. Like I wasn't getting paid for it. So I'm not gonna put effort into this because like I got a real job and mm-hmm. I was still working in digital media and constantly doing it. But yeah, I would just I would see these people and I just like never really wanted to go to Paramount. I never thought that I had like the the ability to do that. Um and I don't know, Hollywood, Hollywood in general, just I guess we just didn't fall in line with each other. It was always youtube and that's sort of different so i bounce around there a lot more than um that so i did the nine to five it was just i I was never doing it to stay there forever because i could never i could never just like sink into it Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i could just never sink into office life and being like hey gang like i just i can't i can't do it i just can't the whole water cooler life doesn't yeah yeah. i just like i i just i some of my some of my coworkers and friends they are still great friends to this day and like they love like that's their world so you're you go on this journey you're working you're, you're making content you're like i'm gonna keep doing this pandemic happens yeah you're, st- you're still doing your thing when did it hit when did <laughs> yeah. i actually don't know what 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 was the first video for you <laughs> that took off and you're like oh damn like i did it yeah i um so yeah so i was working at uh fine bros the react channel for five, four and a half five years and uh i tried to be a crypto youtuber i tried to be a vine star i tried to be an influencer on instagram just posting pictures like using hashtags doing all the things um my goal was ten thousand followers on instagram by 2020 um and i think i had like I don't even know how many I had at the end. I think I was like on my way to like 2000 by the end of, Oh wow. But maybe, maybe actually less than a thousand by the end of 2020 um, or by the end of 2019. And uh, so, yeah, so I tried to do all the things, man. And in 2019, I got married uh, in, on New Year's Eve and I had already been posting on TikTok for like two months or so. And I remember posting uh, the day, actually the day of my wedding, I had a video with my now wife and fiance. Um, hey, I just got 
8,000 followers on TikTok, like no big deal. Like I know we have a wedding today, but I just got 8,000 followers on TikTok. So that's a big deal. Um, and I just kept doing it and, and I just kept posting and I posted a video that was basically, um, things you should know about Los Angeles before you move here. And that was, that kind of got some traction. That was like 30,000 views, which was not bad. So I was like, all right, like information definitely still is like a thing that people want here on TikTok in this little corner. And TikTok was blowing up in like 2020 during the pandemic. And I was actually unemployed. I, I was, uh, I was fired. I wasn't laid off. I was fired. Um, which was great because I was fired just before everyone else was laid off. So I got into the unemployment chain like right before everyone else did. Nice. So, dude, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, you're yeah, lucky. So I, I know. I know. For me, it's on that. You're lucky because I had to wait for so long to get my unemployment. They finally yeah. sent me. The mail was like literally that thick of checks yeah. for yeah. each week of unemployment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That they were back on. It was. Oh yeah. yeah. So it was wild. So we got really lucky then. Um, and it was the first year of my marriage. So like, that was crazy. So mm-hmm. I was unemployed. We had just moved into this apartment in, in um, here in Los Feliz, which is a, like just down the hill from the Hollywood sign. And, um, and my wife was working at a job, but then she also was unemployed uh, later because they had to lay off people at, at her job. And I don't know, I just kept on making videos and I knew that there was sort of like an escape kind of thing, right? There was, mm-hmm. it was, um, I knew that if I, like I said earlier, if I kept posting, something would hit and it sort of worked. And I, um, I posted that thing about things you should know about Los Angeles before you move here. Nobody says Cali, you'll just find a place to park, like check check on street like two blocks away you'll probably find something or um there's a lot of good parking in venice at this time you know that kind of thing right yeah and and i kept posting kept posting nothing really hit i did sketches i did sounds i did all this stuff and then in 2021 may of 2021 um i had posted a video that's like hey millennials stop drinking you're fine you're not in your 20s you're in your 30s stop it and that got a lot of views. And I was like, oh, so like millennials are pissed. They don't want to stop drinking. It's the middle of the pandemic. Like, no, thank you. So then I kind of, so then I was like, all right, like, what am I? Like, I'm in my 30s. Uh, people in their 30s tend to like proselytize things they do know. I've always been made fun of for things I don't know. So maybe I'll just try to post something I don't know. And one of my videos that really blew up was, um, here's something I wish I knew before I was in my thirties. You don't need to drink all of the booze. <laughs> you, you could just save it. And that blew up. And that was like sort of a big video where it was like, Whoa, that's a lot of, that's a lot of views. So I said the line and any good content creator will tell you, like, once you find the line and you find the format, try it again. Right. Yeah. And you know this from the hiking videos. It's just like, okay, do it again. And so it was just sort of one of those things where I was like, all right, what else do I not know in my 30s? Or what else do I wish I knew before I was in my 30s? Or here's something you should know before you're in your 30s and like trying all these different things out, like how to eat matzah or um, I don't know. It was just like all these like really weird random things. Like horsepower isn't a horse it's actually 15 horses right whatever it is like those little things and it was just sort of um 
it just kept going. And then I was posting three times a day just to see what was out there. Uh, different things every single day in between meetings, in between all this stuff. Cause I found a job at the end of 2020 and I had 90,000 followers. No, I had 60,000 followers at that time after a year of posting every day since that, since, since my wedding. And um, it was a really slow process, but then I started posting two to three times a day on my TikTok and then on Instagram. And um yeah, I just found that format that was easy. I didn't waste any time. I would just set up my camera, set up my phone on the windowsill because it was good lighting. And I knew that I would have good lighting and I was in my kitchen and I was doing all these things. And um, then the travel pillow one just blew up and it was travel pillows go in front. And that was the first one where it was like TikToker finds out how to use travel pillow correctly or, you know, that sort of thing on um, insider and, uh, daily mail and Apple news and stuff like that, Buzzfeed. And that was before I had any following. So they didn't reach out to me for a comment or to ask if it was okay, but I don't care because I know that this is how it happens. Right. So that one blew up. I was all over the like, um, aggregator websites and, uh, I just kept doing it and I knew that that was it. So I found my format, I found my scripts and, um, kept posting. And then I went from 100,000 followers to a million followers in like eight weeks on Instagram Ooh. or on TikTok. And, uh, and I just kept going, I just kept doing it and just kept building. And I haven't stopped posting really. I took a little, like I've, I've taken, I've taken like three day breaks here and there just because like I needed to see what would happen. And if everything burned down and nothing does, it's fine. And you just learn from it. So, um, for a while there though i was posting every single day for like two years i think i was posting every single day and uh then after vidcon in 2022 yeah 2022 i was like all right i need to slow down because i've done it i have x amount of followers i'm just on the cusp of like here and uh so that was a big deal for me but um but yeah that was the 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 journey to figure out my format was just like post every day, see what happens because I know it's going to work. And it did. Was there ever a point where you're like, cause I know I've gotten sick of the whole going for a stupid hike for your stupid mental health. Like it's just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I got, I got lucky. I found something else that worked on now. It's like, it's freaking nature. It's freaking awesome. That audio went viral for me. Yeah. So now I got two things, but I still get messages. Oh, you're just a, you know, one trick pony. This, you ever, you ever just like, I I want to I want to explore my artistic side and do other things. <laughs> yeah, on my on all my, the time. On my channels all the time. I mean, that's really what happened this past year, right? This past year was I want to explore. I want to try different things because, like, I need to to get out of this like life hack tips and tricks rut. Mm -hmm. And I still find it kind of feel that a lot. Like, um, it's just important to like change and and challenge yourself to new things. Um, but so so what I did this past year was had a podcast that didn't work uh i'm writing a book right so that book will be coming out in q2 or q1 of next year so that was a thing and then i um hosted a kind of travel channel-y show right like that's coming out like that that was a thing and now we're reworking that and i think that that's sort of like just or i want to be a youtuber and that's still a thing i want to do mm -hmm. and i try different things on instagram and tiktok um, but I'm just so caught in 
this tips and tricks life hacks thing that like, I know it works and I'm actually pretty good at it. So I'm going to keep doing that until I, I also like nothing else has really like sparked my interest and my algorithm sort of like doesn't feed me trending sounds anymore. And, and it's just sort of like, there, there's a reason why the other stuff didn't work, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think that I'm, I'm sort of like settling in and very happy with what I'm doing now. Um, because I have tried a lot of other things this past year was me trying a lot of other things. So I'm happy to say that those things failed or didn't work out as great as they could have. But I also have that experience now of knowing that like, oh, like I am actually pretty okay and happy with making this work, making sure that we're okay as a family and achieving other goals from that. And I think that um, other things will come. And as long as I just like keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding, I think that it'll continue. And yeah, like maybe I'll do food stuff or maybe I'll do this. But like, I think it's also just sort of sinking, sinking into that niche a little bit more and like really niching down or niching down, whatever you want to call it. But um, uh, like, uh, yeah, so I think I definitely have like these artistic wants, like I did sketch comedy for a long time. I've done stand up a little bit for like two months, but like whatever. And like, but again, all of that was to be better at content creation and like the perception of me on this, right. On a, on, on a camera. So it, it's just always been about that. And I think that now that I found something and now that it works for the last, oh my gosh, two and a half years now, um, there, it's just sort of like, branching out from here rather than like completely skewering and doing something else does that make sense yeah yeah so i'm curious I, I i've met a lot of youtubers instagrammers tiktokers you are probably one of the most grounded open nice <laughs> individuals i mean not that youtube i mean i i work with a lot some a of lot them of, are not some of them are not are, yeah. like really bad <laughs> even in the even in the outdoor industry you know yeah 100%. a lot of outdoor outdoorsy creators they're just this not you know something about getting a lot of followers being recognized does something to you and i've worked very hard to not and I, sometimes my wife my wife will call me out so many times like we'll be walking yeah. on the store and somebody will recognize me oh you're the hiking guy oh can i get a selfie i'm like <laughs> i walk by like yeah she's like yeah slouch a little bit you're not that cool i'm like <laughs> how do you keep grounded because i mean just you know you, you i you have you know well, i met you at vidcon you had all these followers on tiktok you know, he just hit a million on Instagram and I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, like he's coming over and saying hi to me. Like this is, <laughs> he's out, he's out amongst the people. What's going on here? You know? Um, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I think that it has to do a lot with, um, the fact that it took me a long time to get here. And I think that it wasn't an accident. Um, I think that it's very, um, purposeful what I'm doing. And I think that I also, uh, have a very normal life in all intent and purpose, right? Like it's all very sort of like my wife and I are just my wife and I, we have, we have two jobs and we have a single car and my little daughter's here now. And it's just sort of like a normal life. And um, also I've interacted with so many influencers and, and content creators that are just like really fucking annoying um, and just not, not, good people in a lot of ways. And I think that I just really want to be perceived as a good person. And I think I am. And my dad was not a great person. My mom tried to be the best she could. And I think that I sort of um, 
I, I also like sort of what you were talking about before. Like, I really just want to help people succeed faster than I did. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So if, if, if you, if I'm walking around and like, I see you, the first thing that we talked about was like agency check marks, you know, all that sort of like things that, I really, 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 really searched for for years and years and years and just nothing. And now that I have sort of like this email address and this connection, it's a little bit easier for me to be like, oh, Andy, absolutely. Like you talk to this person or let's connect you with this person, like that kind of thing. Right. And Mm -hmm. because no one ever like did that for me. So I think that it's, it's just sort of one of those things where I also, in a lot in, in my content too, like um, I'm admitting I'm wrong every single day, right? I'm admitting I don't <laughs> yeah. know something every single day. So I think that makes me humble. Like the comments definitely keep me humble. Or um, I think that just life in general has like proven to not be glamorous. So why pretend to be glamorous? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's yeah. not, there's like, there's no point. There's no point in being a dick if well, there's no point to be a dick. That's, that's really it. Like there's, it's better to be nice. Like I'm like, I just, I had like one of the biggest, I've, you know, I've had this par- a partnership for a long time and some stuff went down really early on, but it wasn't their fault. And we kept on working with it, kept on working with it. And like, now it's after like a year and change, it's kind of like, like so close, so close to being done, but I was never mean to them. <laughs> and mm-hmm. now they love me and we have a really great relationship because I was never like mean. Like if I just yeah. sent an email and be like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, this is so ridiculous. Like blah, 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 blah. It just, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have changed things. Yeah. Um, and I think that now I just have, I, I, cause I know that I'm in this industry and being nice and being kind and, you know, never, never being a dick is just so helpful because if you're a dick, people remember you're a dick. Yep. Yes, they <laughs> like, do. That's the truth. So staying grounded is just sort of, um, I don't know. I also think that once you get to a certain level, you see how many other people are in that level and how many people are above you. So you're like, oh, well, I could always have more or I could have whatever. So it's just sort of making sure that, um, making sure that, yeah, you remember that you're just a person and, um, because internet fame is not like real fame. I think also living in Los Angeles is a big part of that too, where mm-hmm. it's like, I remember you saying I'm, that at the creator creator. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm walking down the street and like, Oh, that's Chris Pine. So you're a real famous person. I'm not. So, yeah. so that that's helpful. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that it's the, the key, the key thing is just be nice. I think that that's just the biggest thing. And, uh, it took me a long time to get here. So I'm always, always, always willing to help people um, figure it out, or at least, at least try to help them figure it out faster than I did. Um, rate sheets. Uh, should I be agents? Like, or should, should I talk to an agency? How do I, you know, talk to the person at TikTok or whatever? And it's like, dude, I wish that someone had helped me the way that I hope I can help you. So yeah. um, that's, the, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So getting ready to close out here, who are some creators, maybe not try to emulate your content, uh, but that you're inspired by and you maybe hope to have the same sort of impact that they have? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that 
I think that uh, Elise has such a great impact on her audience. Um, Elise Myers, you, know, you should all follow her if you're not. She's an amazing person and creator. But I think that the openness that she has really helps and sort of has connected with so many people and helps people feel better um, a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really amazing. Um, so so she's someone I definitely look up to. Um, other content creators and life hack people that that do their thing. I think that I've realized that like I need to work and we all need to sort of like work together because there's room for all of us. Um, mm. So I think that someone, someone else that I really look up to is like Adam Rose, obviously yeah. like he's a buddy of mine, but like, I think we both sort of like feed off of each other and successes and um, he's an amazing person. Um, blue sweater, I, guy, blue sweater guy, blue. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Blue, blue cardigan. Yeah. Blue cardigan. Yeah. Um, for YouTubers, um, Michelle Carr, she's amazing. She won creator mm -hmm. of the year this past year. She's absolutely incredible. I definitely look up to her. Um, and just, just generally, I think that, um, having sort of anyone that really has a connection and I think a diversification of their own content and sort of that real like work ethic and mentality, I think I really look up to. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm always impressed by meeting new people and, and, um, new content creators that have 14 million followers that I've never heard of. Like the party shirt guys, right? 20 million followers who, who call out bullshit on the internet. They release their book. They're, they're releasing their snacker yak cookbook and I'm looking up to them or, um, you know, we're, we're buddies and it's just sort of like, and I, I don't know. I, I know I'm forgetting people, but there are so many people that I, um, uh, respect in this industry that have like really yeah. figured it out. And, and even if they haven't really figured it out, it's like, I respect you, dude. Like you are someone I look up to. So it's, it's, it's that kind of thing where you, I don't know. I'm always, I'm always finding new people, new friends and, uh, and inspired by, by new creators every day. So it's, it's a really great place to be. Awesome. Appreciate that. Yeah, so dude. in in the end, was this adventure worth it for you going 100%. from, Virginia to here and would you, would, <laughs> what would you tell someone who's like I want to maybe not be a content creator but I there's this dream I want uh, something I want to do what would you tell them to be like yeah do it or no don't too hard you know I, I heard this quote from I think Seth Rogen was it not Seth Rogen? no yeah was it I don't know anyway um some I heard this quote which is just like if you never stop if and you never quit it'll probably it, it'll probably happen, right? Like, so it just, just keep doing it. And that means you didn't quit. And I think that that's the biggest thing that I've learned too, is just sort of, I, the, I, I, I think that if I knew what I know now, maybe, maybe I wouldn't have moved to Los Angeles. I probably maybe would have stayed in Richmond, but if that's the case and I wouldn't have my amazing wife and I wouldn't have my beautiful, amazing daughter, and I wouldn't have this house and I wouldn't have this life that I have now and all of these things. So like when I tell people to not move to where they think they should be, it's just like, make sure your career is stable enough and don't do it the way I did because that shit was hard. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really not fun at times. Um, but I think the adventure was absolutely worth it. I would absolutely do it again, um, especially knowing now 
that it worked. Oh my gosh. Like, I, I think even just like saying that, like, I'm just so proud of myself. So thank you for that reminder, Andy. <laughs> thank you for inspiring so many and making us laugh and just telling us things we didn't know. I still, when I'm, you know, fixing up things <laughs> in my house, I need to use a nail or hang a, hang a picture. I put the nail <laughs> on the other side, did that first and then tap it in instead of trying to do the whole, hold. I mean, it, it sounds little, but it's actually like, wow, that was so helpful. Um, <laughs> if so someone happy. wants to, if someone wants to follow you on any of the various uh, social media networks or want to see what you're up to, where would they go? Yeah, Sydney Raz everywhere, man. S-I-D-N-E-Y-R-A-Z. Um, and on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm starting some new stuff on YouTube, but that's TBD. And then when my book comes out, uh, I hope you will have me back on your podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Sydney, thanks for coming on and hope to meet up with you again at VidCon. Maybe I'll actually be able to sneak into the Hyatt this time. <laughs> hundred percent. And thank you so much. And, uh, go, go find a new adventure, Andy. Awesome. Big thanks to Sydney for coming on the show for being a friend to me, being encouraging to me as I have been on this journey. Uh, you all make sure you follow him, um, engage with his content, share his content. He, I, I, I love Sydney. He's just like I, I, everything I said in the, in the interview, in the show, I mean it. Like he was just so kind to me and so encouraging to me has been a huge help as I've been on this journey, as I've been growing. And speaking of which, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on the various social media networks at Andy Films and Hikes. That is Instagram. That is TikTok. Could use some help on the TikTok and YouTube. I post shorts on there. I post some longer form content. I am trying to get more consistent with the long form content because people love long form content. Algorithm loves long form content. It's just a lot of work. Anyways, um, thank you so much. You can you'll follow me, like I said, at Andy Films and Hikes. Make sure you like, subscribe, share on there. If this is not a YouTube video, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, again, big thanks to our sponsor, Gregory Packs. You can get a pack from Gregory or a suitcase or a duffel. Go to GregoryPacks.com. Use promo code Andy15 for 15% off. And yeah, make sure you tune in next week. We have we have some amazing shows. I'm so excited. And I'm not going to tell you yet. And this isn't going to be a one-off thing. We're going to have more episodes. Anyways, thank you so much for listening, for you know, sharing this episode with everybody. And uh, yeah, remember, adventure is out there. <laughs>